Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmasimi Mirosi Ruspas Mordechai. So here we are again in Chicago. We'll be here for a little bit. We have with us Harav Rip Sidney Glenner. 15 years ago, when I was giving Shir in the Adas, it was the first night here. He was there, I don't know for how long. Maybe a few days, a few weeks, I don't know. Here you are. Comes around, goes around. I want to show the Olam a video that was just sent to me a few hours ago by the famous Shlomi Gertner. Does this have volume, by the way? Does this scream have volume? They can't hear you. Let's unmute myself on Zoom. Let's see if I can do that. Uh, where are we though on Zoom? Yavaldic. This one? How about now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Shalom Aleichem. Okay. Let's see if you hear this. Nice and loud, yeah? No. That's on me. Do you hear it on the screens? Okay, I'll try to play it as loud as I can, and then uh, we'll have to put it later on. Here we go. Do you guys hear it here or is it a little? All right, so here's a guy that was caught learning on the plane, sitting in a, it looks like economy over there. <laughs> a nice economy. I was on a flight and I see someone learning with MDY charts. Amazing how far and wide this can go. Keep up the good work at Slacha. And then, you know, you have people that pose. But this, I know for a fact, is not a posed picture, the coming up picture. My own son took this picture. He hopped this guy learning on a flight. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, a real quick email here, one email. Dear Rabbi Stefanski, I know you don't usually get emails from women, but I have a problem. All I hear around my house is my, and my community lately is Ellie Stefanski, Rabbi Stefanski, the daf this, the daf that. Unbeknownst to you, you moved into Brookline, Massachusetts. It all started when he came to speak to at my son's yeshiva, Levator and Bechemesh. My son, Lerante, was instantaneously inspired by your life story and decided to join the daf. He also loves good food, so the lavish siyumim was an added bonus. Since then, he told my husband about your daf, and almost our entire shul community has switched to learning with your daf, even though we are Sephardi. I don't know what that means, even though, I guess the, the havara, havara is a little weird for them. So I wanted to thank you for being such an inspiration, especially to the younger generation. We're modern Orthodox, so it's important to us that our kids grow up with the notion that you can be successful in life and have a fulfilling spiritual life as well. And you are a daily example of that. Loran was so inspired by you that he tried to select where to serve in the army based on where he could fit in the daft, his daily schedule. That's very chashev. 
He recently drafted as part of Lev, Lev Hesder program. So back to my problem. Finn left out. All I hear at home and now Rashul is talking about your daf. Do you think I should join as well? P.S. If you're ever in Brookline, please let us know. And next time you're at Lev Torah, please say a special hello to Laurent Taib. Sincerely, Sharona Taib, Pazit Realty. Shkoyach Sharona. Um, we don't tell people what to do and how to learn and where to learn. But um, Bezer Hashem, the Kolo, the, the MDY Kolo is literally across the street from Levatora. So Bezer Hashem will, um, will pop in there. Rabbi Isai, here we are in Daf Lamed Hey. Today we have an easier Daf. Sponsors, that's a very good call. Sponsors. Oh, hold on. Can't do this without the sponsors. Um, here we go. The Parnas HaChodesh for the Kolel, we just spoke about, is anonymous in Schus of Hilo Ben Sar, Dino, Rivka, Bas, Fege, that should be Zoychel, Zerosh, HaKayoma. Parnas HaChodesh, friends and family, before Shleiman for Yaakov, Yudav, and Gittel. Parnas HaChodesh, Breslau, Austin, Rosenberg, Shulman, and Tobias families. L'schus before Shleiman for Rosh Yeshiva, Rav Yisrael, Meir, David, Ben Yochevet, Druk, Shlita. Parnas HaChodesh, with the Lach and Lebevik families, Lakewood, New Jersey, because Taira is the best gula. Parnas HaChodesh. Sponsored by we have a tremendous The day we left the base marriage, we're doing so well. We built a base marriage, you know, the MDY base marriage in Ramat Bechemesh. And we're there for brachas, and we made a big seum, and Shabbos, David Bays, everything closed down because of COVID, and it was a very, very depressing time. We, we had over 100 people per shear, and it was going great. And then, of course, I'm by myself in my dining room like this, just me and a camera. And then I got this beautiful piece of art from Yonah Weinrib, right? What's the famous art? Yonah Weinrib. From this Rebbe Avram Tikotsky. So I always have Akar Satoiv to Rabbi Tikotsky. All right, here we go. Lishna Achrino Amrilo. So yesterday we had one Lashon in Shmuel, and today we are six lines down on Lamed Heilam Adalaf. Omar Shmuel, Kulun Srichois Lahavdin Shleishachadashim. We're talking about all women after they divorce or they're widowed they must wait three months to discern whose baby it is. Just in case they're pregnant, we have to make sure that we know it's from the first husband, from the second husband. So yesterday's Lashon was Ketana. Now we're switching. G'dayla. It makes a big nafkemina. Besides a convert, a G'yayres, and a M'shukhreres, a Shifcha, who was let out, who's a G'dayla? Avol, Ketana, so we could infer from this, we can die. The only one who doesn't have to check and wait three months. A giyores, as soon as she's misguided, she can be in the shidduch market immediately. She can get married within a few days. But you can infer, Because you're saying g'dayla. You see that word g'dayla means that she's an adult. And we're not talking about k'tanas. And a k'tana also doesn't have to wait. Within the category of G'daylois, there's only one or two that don't have to wait, and that's a G'yayres and a M'shukhreres. But when we're talking about a K'tana, she doesn't have to wait. 
And that's pretty medoyik from our Mishnah because we had a crazy situation in our Mishnah where the two men switched the two wives, the two brothers switched the two sisters. And if they're Ketanois, they don't have to wait. They can just go back to their original husbands, the ones they were meant to marry. Bemai. So what's Shmuel talking about? If this is a Ketana who told her husband she doesn't want to be married to him. So again, we're talking about a Yisayma who lost her father. And the Midrabanam, because Chachamim didn't want this girl just to be Hefker, she doesn't have a father anymore, who's going to watch her? So the Misakin, that the mother and the brother can marry her off. However, as soon as she doesn't want to be married to this guy, all she has to do is like what the Muslims do today, send a text message, they're divorced. Finished. End of story. Don't want to be married to you. So that's not a chiddush. Why would Shmuel come and say, oh, by the way, I have a tremendous chiddush to tell you. You already spoke about Mion. And if she didn't do Mion, she received a get, and she's a ketana who her husband decided to divorce her. What a life. She's not even 12 years old. She's already married. She's already divorced. Shmuel says, she has to wait three months. Easy Gemara, we're mamish, we're flying. Ella, and this is all word for word that we had yesterday, basically, but within Gdaila. Ella biznos. So we're talking about a ktana that was mizana, uznos, mektana lishchiach, and since it's not something that occurs regularly, so there's no need for chachamim to make the kanas. Says the Gemara, Giyores umshukhreres, the Shkiach Buznos, Ligzar. But what about a Giyores? How come you're saying that a Giyores and Mushukhreres don't have to wait three months? Shouldn't they have to wait three months since it's known that they're Mizana? And so what if they're Mizana? Why do they have to wait three months? To differentiate between Zera Kodesh and not Kodesh, says Rashi. And as the Gemara is going to say also, Rashi got it from the Gemara. Says yesterday, he was in the Bismarck, and whatever we recorded here didn't make it there to stroll. It took time, it took a few hours until they uploaded. What we were doing here, this OBS thing that I'm doing, and I'm, it's supposed to go directly to Israel as soon as Shir is over. And it's supposed to show it unedited in the base marriage. And that was like 4 o'clock in the morning there. So by the time 7 o'clock rolls around, there's a whole group of guys, maybe as large as this group, that's come to, to watch. So he's giving the shir yesterday. And he told me that he had a nace. That as soon as he got to the sugya, and I'm at Bays over there, 12 kids got up and walked out of the base marriage for no good reason. Because, you know, we have a lot of kids. And the kids never move. They sit there and they watch. And they watched this year. But yesterday's sugya, for some reason, 12 of them got up and moved. But one kid stayed. So he started reading. And he says, all of a sudden, the kid's phone rang. <laughs> he took the phone and went out of his son. He said he was so happy. His mom was relieved. Okay. It was a sugya. Not for, not for children, really. So, but then again, a lot of people say, Tyra is Tyra, children, not children, whatever. Okay, we're not going to go there. But he was relieved. So here we have this Rebbe Yehuda that says that even a Shivcha, even a Meshukhreres, and even a woman 
who was captured, a, a frum lady. In those days, we even mentioned, why does a husband get the, the Mazayanists? Because it was, so, it was so frequent that they would capture these women and ask for ransom, like in Mexico today, that it was expected from the husband to be paid to the wife, so therefore, in return, he gets the uh, the milog, whatever we discussed. So, says the Gemara, Rabbi Yossi, this is our Rabbi Yossi, who says that he can get married right away. Now, because it's easier, so yeah, let's see Rashi inside. I think it's good to see this Rashi, it's very important. Rashi, the Rabbi Yossi, who the Omar, the Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, you don't have to wait three months. As we're going to see in the Sugya, the little trick that a woman does after Bia in order not to become pregnant, she, she flips over. Yes, a Zaina could do that, but we would geyser a Zaina because it's similar to a woman who's married. So let's have the same Zaira by a Goya. We're not going to be geyser a zaina guy, atu a married guy. Why? Says Rashi, since she's in the process of geyres, it takes time to become a geyres. It's a whole process. She's going and she's studying the whole thing, and she's married. She also does that trick. Says Rashi, typically we're going to make a gzera between a zaina and a married woman because people can't differentiate. But when it comes to Gaya, there's nothing to differentiate. A zaina and a married woman, they both do the same trick. They both are misafik, they both don't want to become pregnant because they want to make sure that when they do become pregnant, they're pregnant, the zera is zera kadesh, that they're considered Jews at the time of their pregnancy. Says the Gemara, Omer Abba, my time is the Rabbi Yaisi, Kosova, Isha, Mizano, Mishameshes, Bemoich, Kedei, Shalita, Sabbath. So there's another trick. She can use some sort of sponge to absorb the Zera and she won't become pregnant. That's if she's Mizan. Omer Abbaya, Bishlam, Igiyores, Kivin, the Daita, Ligire, Minatra, Nafsha. Now, as Abbaya, very good. If a woman is aware of what's happening, so she has the ability to preempt it, she comes prepared with the sponge, whatever she comes prepared with. She has a reason to come prepared. Even a captured woman and a slave, they also come prepared. A slave hears, she overhears, her, her, her master says, you know, next week I'm going to let you go. Okay, so, so for that week, two weeks, she's very careful, she makes sure she doesn't get pregnant. No. But if a woman gets punched in the eye, she loses her eye. Her, her master punches her in the face, in the mouth, she loses a tooth, she goes out. How in the world does she know that she's going out? Yesterday she was Mizano. The next morning she gets knocked out, her tooth gets knocked out, and she goes free. How would she take preemptive measures to make sure that she's not pregnant? She didn't know she's going to get knocked in the tooth, her tooth is going to get knocked out. Maybe he'll say, you're right. In a case where she goes out, she does have to wait three months. But the whole Chiddush was that if she's prepared 
and she wants to be then she comes prepared. And if it's something that happened all of a sudden, she thought she's going to be a slave for 25 years. He bought her, he gave her good money for 25 years. All of a sudden, poof, her tooth got knocked out. So she goes free. You're right. In that case, we tell her, look, you go free, but you can't get married for three months. But that's not true. Here, Anusa. She didn't have time to prepare. She was violated without preparation. And you see, Rabbi Yossi holds, you can get married right away. So there's nothing to do with being prepared, not prepared. Another Svara. What Rashi mentioned before. I don't know the exact how it works. Is it a somersault? Is it. I have no idea, standing up, whatever it is, the point is that the Zerah is not, doesn't catch on properly, and then Mela, she doesn't become pregnant. Says Gemara, okay. So now, Nusogyo. We learned in the Mishnah, here, you can see it over here, if you don't want to look in the Mishnah, Vimhoyu Kaihanois Nisluminat Truma. The Erech Belashem. Pretty much. That what these Ktanois that got switched at marriage, they got different husbands, now they can't eat truma anymore. What does that mean? It's interesting, Lashon. Are they puzzle to a kayan? Or they they're mutter to a kayan, you just can't eat truma? What exactly is it? Says the Gemara, Kohanis in Yisraelis Lai has nothing to do with. What if she's a Yisraelis who married a Kayan? She also shouldn't be able to eat Truma. It's, a, it's an interesting logic. If she was a Kayan, she cannot eat Truma. And if she's a Yisrael who married a Kayan and she's eating Truma while she's married, she also shouldn't be able to eat Truma now. She's a Psula. Okay, you're right. What the Mishnah meant to say, and that it was obvious as you're reading it, it all it means is if you're married to a Kayan, it doesn't mean she is a Kayan. She's a Kayan now, so to speak, because she's married to a Kayan. As the Gemara, that also doesn't, doesn't fit well. Now, what if she is a Kayanus? Her father is a Kayan, and she married a Kayan. Now, look at this, Pasuk. It says, he besrumas hakadoshim loy soichel. You want to show it? Yeah, I have it on the screen. Ah, okay, cool. Got it. If she's a daughter of a kain who marries a Yisrael, loy soichel, she can't eat truma anymore. What's the following pasuk? Pasuk yud gimel. Ubas kain kisi almano grusha. That same woman who was married to Yisrael and she couldn't eat truma anymore. Vezera ain la, but she doesn't have children. That's a very important thing. Vezera ain la. No children. And you see, I in law, that, that's a different sugya that we have something similar today. I in law, you should look in to see. She could go back to her father's house. She could eat, she could eat truma. She returns to eating truma. So now, now that we see this pasuk, that Bas uh, who marries a Yisrael and loses her husband or gets divorced, she could go back and eat truma. Ask the Gemara, what about? If she's Nishay Yisraelim, 
she was married to Yisrael, and now her husband died. Beautiful Lashem. I was enlightened to, to, to see Pshat from our Mishnah. What are you telling me? Even a Koheness who's married to Yisrael, if she was violated, or not violated in this case, she was switched at her at the chuppah, she should never be able to eat truma for the rest of her life. If her husband dies and she goes back, she shouldn't be able to eat truma. So this is what this is what we're saying. This is exactly. It could be I sk- I jumped ahead more than I needed to, but the point is that what the Mishnah is saying is this halacha right here: that if she went and she married a Yisrael, she doesn't retain that ability any longer to go back to her father's house and eat truma. I just wanted to show you this thing here. We uh, we saw it before, but it says in the Mishnah. And I just wanted to say, it should have said in the Mishnah, Nifsalu min akuna, that would have been the proper Lashon. And that's what we were looking for. So why does it say, Imhayu Kohanis Nifsalu min atruma? It comes to say this halacha right here. That Nifsalu min atruma, meaning that if she, even if she's the daughter of a Kayan, and typically her husband dies, she's able to go back and eat truma. In this case, since she had this mistake, and she married the wrong man, even though it's a shaygeg, she could never eat truma for the rest of her life, even if her husband dies. And with that, Rabbi Yisai, Hajun Allah Harba Achin, Hajun Allah Harba Achin, Hajun Allah Harba Achin. So, we just turned to the Aflamin Hayom with Bays, and of course, we have a sponsor for that, Moishi Horn, in honor of Jolly Joe Krause and family, and another sponsor in honor of Ed Kinsbersky, Brian Kinsbersky, and Ari Miller for learning the Da'af. And the Mishnah, we have another sponsor. Because Mishnayis, we have sponsors, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group, where we dive for Fuzi Shul Shiduchim, for Klai Yisrael, and for our MDY family. Join us at Tehillim.8mindav.com. Some people ask, why do we have so many commercial breaks in this? I have to explain. For those who don't know, this year we probably spent over a million dollars on different programs. We have the artist who... Um, who did a lot of graphics for us, but that's a small part. We have a coil, that's a nice chunk, and we gave out, I don't know, maybe 10,000 Archville Gemaras, which was a huge, huge expense. So there's a lot of, it's not just what you see over here, the, the equipment, and there's a big, a lot of expenses. Believe it or not, there's a lot of expenses. So to explain briefly, some people go, oh, they don't know what it is, it's just a sheer, yeah, but there is a budget. So, and there's some new people here today, so I'm explaining. They're like, what is going on here? Every 10 minutes or every five seconds is another. Zag the Gemara. Now, I have a chalitza shoe. A guy made me a chalitza shoe. I'll talk about it when I show it. I left it, unfortunately, in Eretz Yisrael. It's a real replica of a chalitza shoe that costs $1,000. A guy who 
He's in charge of all the merch. He made me the shoe. I'll talk about him and the shoe at a different time. But it's a beautiful shoe. It's mamish apialacha. It's made out of leather. It has all the stitching the right way and everything. I wanted to bring it. I left it in my house in Israel. I had somebody go in there today. They looked all over. They found it in my house. So it's there. It's not here. Okay. I'll go about it. But there's plenty of opportunities throughout the Masechta to talk about it and to, to show it and, to, and the whole thing and how you tie it. We're going to get into it. Now we're not getting into it. It just talks about chalitza, so it's okay. Again, when this woman, she becomes a Yavama. Her husband dies without children. She becomes a Yavama. Now, so, uh, a very interesting thing happened. We know that a person is married to a woman. That woman is also to the brothers. She's a Ashes Ach. She's not allowed to marry the brothers. The only time she's allowed to marry the brothers is if her husband died without children, but otherwise, she's a Ashes Ach. So if this woman has a child, she's not allowed to marry the brothers. Ashes Ach. If she's pregnant, what happens? He went ahead and he performed chalitza to a pregnant Yavama. She, she's most likely going to have a child soon. So how do we view it? If the child is viable, So this is interesting, Allah. Chalitza is like a get. And when you divorce a woman... You're not allowed to marry your sister. It's a chaysisha. So if you did chalitza to the woman, you're not allowed to marry your sister either. Or other kraven. But since she didn't require chalitza, and you did chalitza anyway, you did a joke. What you did is nothing. It's zero. A big fat zero. Perform chalitza to a woman that doesn't need chalitza. It's like performing chalitza to your own wife. It doesn't work. No, no, nothing to do with zika. No. Well, oh, what are you asking? That what? She should be also in the Kraven because of the Zika? No, so they actually discuss over here that we're going to see in the Sugi a little bit. The Zika is not the issue here. The, the issue is that he performed a Chalitza and a Chalitza the Rabbanon is like a get, and she should be also in the Kraven the Rabbanon at least. But because it's nothing, she's Mutter. In his Kravim, he's mother. He can marry her sister. I performed the chalitza to her, and it's as if he divorced her. It's not as if he divorced her, because she's pregnant. He performed the chalitza. Somebody's not supposed to perform a chalitza. So therefore, If she was, if this was a real chalitza, then she's a grusha, and a grusha cannot marry a kayan. But, She's not a grush, she's not a chalut, chalutza. She's nothing. But if the baby never made it, who also became sell, so now the chalitza is a good chalitza. Who also became It worked, everything worked. Now, we're going to be very surprised when we're going to see the Gemara. Hakoinus is Yvimtoi, Benimtz is Muberis. Okay, instead of doing chalitza, he did actual Yibam. It's a big problem because now he's Boyal Aishazach, his brother's wife. Bismanshavlachakayama. 
He, he should have waited three months. Had he waited three months, he would have noticed what's going on in the beginning of the mission also, should have waited three months. He would have seen whether she's available for Yibam, not available, but he didn't, he jumped the gun. So what's halacha? Yaiti, he must remove her, he must, be, he must divorce her immediately. Why? Because he's living with Ezezach. Vichayavim Bekarbon, and the children are Mamzerim. This is one of the Arayas, Ezezach. And they have to bring a Karbon. Vimein Vlad Shakayama. And, hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no Chalitza now. He was Miyabim. No, no, no. This is Yaiti with the get. With the get, because he was, he was Miyabim. Once he Miyabim, then the only way to get out is with the get. So what? Either way. Vchayavim Bekarbon. Vimein Vlachukayama. Yeah. If they have a kid. If they have a kid. No. No, so Monavshach. We'll see in a second. No, no, the kid. She, the, the, the kid that she's pregnant with is from the original. If they have future kids, I'm saying, this is Eishasach, this is a regular erva. You got to get rid of her. Now, if find out that this kid died or whatever, you can't. Because now you still have to be, the brother still needs and you're allowed to marry her. What if he married her two months after the brother died? And now she's pregnant. We don't know if she's pregnant from the Yavam or from the original brother. You must take her, you must release her. Why is the Vlad kosher? Because let's think about it. If the baby is from the brother, so it's a kosher baby. If the baby's from the Yavam, so it's a kosher baby. Either way you look at it, it's a kosher baby. Either she was supposed to be misyabim and she got pregnant from the Yavam, or she wasn't supposed to be misyabim and she got pregnant from the original guy. But the baby has no problem. You have to get divorced, you have to get rid of her, but the baby Memanavshach is a great baby. Kosher in Lekul Alma. Either it's the original brothers and that's a great baby, or it's the Yavam's baby and it's also a good baby because he was supposed to be misyabim. In this case, since it's a Suffolk, so they have to bring Asham Tali means Asham on a Suffolk. And now we have a beautiful What happens if he performs Chalitza to a pregnant Yivama? And then after that, she, so Rabbi Isaiah, think about it, don't look in the Gemara, think about it. what would you say? Performed Chalitza to a pregnant Yivama? And then she lost the pregnancy. Is the chalitza a good chalitza or not a good chalitza? What's the question? At the end of the day, we find out that she needed chalitza. She's a regular Yivah. But at the time that he performed the chalitza, he shouldn't have performed the chalitza because she was pregnant. She's four months pre- five months pregnant. No, what does Dailam say? Yeah, what's your answer? Very good. Oh, so you're saying it's good. Very good. Okay. What does anybody else say? You're masking. Everybody's masking to the old Bergman. Givaldic. 
I'm also kind of masking to him. Sounds good. Either way you go, you're going to go like one of the... Am I right? Rabbi Yechon, Shlokish. Rabbi Yechon says, Ein Tzor Chalitza Menachim, Chalitza Smu Bereshma Chalitza. It's considered a perfect Chalitza. And the Gemara is going to explain why. Ubiya Smu Bereshma Bia. And the Yibum that he performed is a good Yibum. Shlokish Omar, Tzir Chalitza Menachim. She requires Chalitza. What does Menachim mean? So the Lashon is a little... Interesting, because Menachem means everybody else besides the guy that performed the Chalitza. No? Ruvain gave Chalitza. And it says she needs Chalitza, Menachem, from the other brothers. Tysus discusses it. He said one of the Pshadim he says is, it means from the brothers of the dead. The guy that died, all his brothers, including this guy, this troublemaker, that gave the Chalitza when he shouldn't have. And again, so Menachem means everybody could give Chalitza. Even the guy that gave the original Chalitza could give a second Chalitza. Chalitza's muberes loishma Chalitza. Since he performed Chalitza when he shouldn't have, she was pregnant, and it's not a time to do Chalitza or Yibom. So what if in three months from now you found out that the baby was lost? Today, you shouldn't have done Chalitza, so it's zero what you did. And it's not a good Yibom. What's the source of the Machlaikis? Either it's a logical Machlaikis or they, they have a source in the Torah. What if you have Rocha Kaidash? And you know for 100% certain that she's going to lose this baby. You do an MRI, you do a, uh, what is it called? The ultrasound. ultrasound. And you see that's it. It's over. In a week from now, it's not going to be there anymore. So, the Torah is going to be mechaiv you to do chalitza then. So do it now. What's it, the, the whole point of not doing chalitza is because she, she already has zera, yeh, and she has zera. She has a baby. But you know there's not a baby. So just because you don't have Ruch HaKadosh, that doesn't mean that what you did today is nothing. Mila bas chalitza if El tells you that this is what's going to happen, He's not passing a psaq for you. It's not Allah. He's telling you a fact. He's telling you that she's going to lose this pregnancy. So too, well, let's go retroactive and see that what you did was a good chalitza and a good yibam. It doesn't work like that. Today, your maisa wasn't supposed to happen. If you ask a rav, the rav will tell you, don't be miyabim, don't do chalitza. So if you went in and did it, then it's a big zero. I tomorrow she lost her pregnancy. So tomorrow you'll do chalitza. But you cannot do chalitza when you're not allowed to do chalitza. And if you do it, it doesn't add up to anything. Okay, or perhaps the machlokes is in the puzzle. That it says in the puzzle, When do you do yibum? When there's no son? At the end of the day, he doesn't have a son. So there was a performance of a chalitza and a performance of Yibu, and it's a good Yibu, it's a good chalitza. So we had, we had this Lashen earlier in the Masechah, and over there Rashi explains, because there's an extra Yud. The Torah could have said, Ain without a Yud. Where do we have it? And Rashi gave a few examples, and one of them was, The word is Mem Aleph Nun, without a Yud, and it's the same lotion of 
Ain. So you see, you don't need a yud. So because it's a yud, ayin alav. Look deep into it. And this pregnancy is enough to consider it a son. And Rebbe says, no. A pregnancy is not a son. A son is a son. If there's a birth of a son and he's a viable son, then that's a son. Pregnancy is not enough to push off a chalitza. And now Rabbi Yechanan and Rishlokish are going to try to bring Rayas to their Shita. From our Mishnah mostly, for now. It says in the Mishnah, who also Rebbe says, look, look in the Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah we just learned that if the pregnancy is not viable, then who also Rishlokish? What happened? He did a chalitza. And it turns out that it was a, a good chalitza. Why? Because later on she lost her pregnancy. So we actually take his chalitza seriously. And we consider it as if he gave her chalitza. And she's usher in his kroivim. And he's also to marry her sister, for instance. What do you see? That the chalitza worked. When did he perform the chalitza? When she was pregnant. Oh, so you see from the Mishnah that even if you perform a chalitza... During a pregnancy, when you shouldn't perform the chalitza, it's a good chalitza, enough to make you usher in her kraivim. you made her possible. If you say it's a good chalitza, therefore I made her possible. But according to you, that performing chalitza while a woman is pregnant, it's a big fat zero. Am I menakuna? How could a zero make somebody possible? You're right. It, it's, it's a zero. But Midrabanan, I only decided that you're puzzled to crave him Midrabanan. And Rashi says over here, Dilma Mishri Rashi says, What's the Dirabanan? Why did I make this Khumra? It's Xero. That if people see that you're allowing this Khalutza, Scot free, they're going to say, oh, a chalutza is allowed to marry a kayan. They don't know that this case, they remember that a woman went to Bezdin and she got chalitza. The next week, she goes and she marries a kayan. So everybody's going to say, oh, a chalutza is allowed to marry a kayan. They don't realize that she was pregnant and the chalitza was a zero and that's how she married the kayan. So we made a zero. Okay. And some say very interesting. The same kasha, the same words, but it's Rishlakish using it against Rabbi Yechanan. Until now, Rabbi Yechanan used it against Rishlakish. No, the opposite. How do you do that? The same words in the Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah that if a person performed chalitza on a pregnant Yevama and then she lost the child, who was a Kriyasev, it works to a point. Says Rishlakish, listen to this. This is a kasha on you, Rabbi Yechina. Why? I hold this as zero. It makes sense that the Mishnah says she becomes possible Kuna, meaning Lechumra. It's It's not talking about the halacha of what we're really looking for. Does she require Chalitza? Not require Chalitza? It just says she's possible Kuna. Possible Kuna could mean. There were machmer on her. 
Why are we discussing Pasakuna, not Pasakuna? We should be discussing what does the Sivama require? You perform the Chalitza, you have to do it again. Or you don't have to do it again. That's the, that's the main point there. Was the Chalitza a good Chalitza? Does she, do you have to perform the Chalitza once again after she loses her baby or not? Why are you telling me, oh, she's possibly going to... I'll tell you why, because of course she has to perform, she has to perform another Chalitza. I'm just telling you there's another Chiddush in the Mishnah that we're machmer on her and she can't marry a kite. I'm a lay to that Rebbe says, Enoch Nami. So, let's see, is this it? So in a case, in a case that there's a baby and the chalitza doesn't work, so you can't say, so look at this, right over here. This is the, this is the first case. Yeah? A person, this is in the Mishnah. A person performs chalitza to Yavama and she gives birth. Could it say she needs chalitza? He performed chalitza to the Yavama and she gave birth. It's not appropriate to say she needs chalitza, doesn't need chalitza. What you need to say is, the only thing you could say here is, if you perform chalitza to the Yavama and she gave birth, you're allowed to marry the Kravim. That's the only way to say it. So Mimela, that's why we, I use this Lashen also over here. It's not a cash on Rabbi Yechanan. We're mimicking that same Lashen from the Reisha, which is impossible to say, The only Lashen you can use in the Reisha is, So Mimela, in the Seifa also, I use that same Lashen, even though it's not accurate. It's not a good Lashen to say. It should say in the Seifa, or That's what it should say. But it, it only mimics the ratio because in the ratio you can't say tzricha chalitza. Another question. If the pregnancy is not viable, yikayim, you can leave her. She can be your wife. According to me, says Rabbi Yechanan, I said it's a good chalitza. And my yibum was a good yibum. So all I have to do is nothing. I just let it go. I was my yabimer, and she remains my wife. According to your shlokish, that the yibum that I performed was zero. So yikayim is not a good lashan. What should it say? Yachzor you can't just let it be. You have to perform Yibum. Because the Yibum that you did until now was nothing. So why does it say Yikayim? My Yikayim says, Gemara, what? The kid is, why is the kid a mom? Zinochamo, what happened? No, no, but, but she... No, she's for sure not a Yishazar because she lost her pregnancy. Yeah. You just want to know, Stam, like the... But you're talking... 
he's asking Rabbi Yochanan, forget about it. You're talking about in Rish Lakish? I'm asking you. I'm asking you, L'shitascha. Not L'shitasi, L'shitascha. So, it's just, it's just a play, on, it's not a play on word. It's a, it's a question on the wording of the Mishnah. The word Yikai means that what I did until now was great, and she's my wife, but it's not true. According to your Shlokish, it's, she's, not, she's not a wife, because I didn't do anything. How is she my wife? The, the, the Yivim that I performed two months ago is nothing. So she said, Yazav Yivikai. Sigmar, okay, he'll answer. My Yikaim, Yazav Yivikai. You're right, that's exactly what it means. Yikaim doesn't mean, uh, just let it be. It means that you have to be Miyabim. Sagi, it's not enough without. Some people say the opposite. Rishlokish used that as a riot against Rabbi Yochanan. If the pregnancy wasn't viable, you could let her be your wife. According to me, that the chalitza and yibim is nothing. That's why it says the word yikayim. What it means is you have to repeat the bia and be miyamer again to be to be kinder. But according to you, Rabbi Yochanan, that she is your wife, if he wants, he could divorce her. If he wants, she can remain. Okay, it's just mimicking the Lush and Reisha, but the truth is, it should have said Yaiti also. Hmm. Yikayim, according to Rishlakish, that what? That didn't do anything. No. Yikayim or Yachlois. Why is he asking Yachlois? Who's this Tamut Chacham back there? The Stumper. Very good. I hear Only in Chicago they have stumpers. We have A.B., we have him. Let's think a second. Here, it's an easy shear today, so you have time to think. Hold on a second. No, no, time out. He's asking, according to your shlokish, it's nothing, right? He could keep her. Yeah, but I don't think the chalitza, chalitza is not an option here. See, the guy, the guy wants to be married to her. So either he's, either he has to do a maisa to stay married, or he has to come out of the marriage. He's not talking about a guy that wants to be chalitz. I don't know. Okay. I, okay, we'll look into it. Meisve. You want to ask a question from the Braiso? Hakoinus is Do we have time? What time did we start today? Okay. Hakoinus is muberes. A person went ahead and he married his Ivama and he finds out afterwards that she is pregnant. So, here, Stam, why not? 
These are the characters that we have in the Masechta, Rib Sidney. These are based on real people from the Shir. Well, not the women, the men. So we have two brothers. We call them the Baldwin brothers. The Bald, and they're not Makbid on their baldness. So Ruvain and Yehuda over here. Ruvain is married to two women, Rachel and the five town woman. One is Yerushalmi, one is a five towner. Shopping woman. So when Ruvain goes sideways, goes bye bye, so now Yehuda has to be Miyabem, one of the two women. What does he do? He doesn't wait. He's impatient. He goes and he's Miyabem, the five towner. Now he finds out that the five towner is pregnant. So what does, what does Rachel do? The Yushalmi one, what does she do at this point? Could she go scot-free? Could she get married? Or the Yibam that Yehuda performed with the five-towner doesn't count. And if it doesn't count, she's still a Yivama. She's still a Tzara. She requires something. Why am I muted? Who muted me? Okay, I don't know. That's you? Okay. So let's see. Rachel, the Yushalmi one, shouldn't get married yet. Why? Shema Yevlad ben Kayama, which doesn't make any sense right now. Because perhaps the pregnancy of the five-towner is a good pregnancy. And if it's a good pregnancy, so, so what? What happened? What are you saying? Oh, if she's viable, she doesn't need anything. Right. Good question. Adarabba says the Gemara. You're not making sense. If the five towner is pregnant and it's a viable baby, then they don't need chalitza at all. They don't need anything. Maybe she's not going to be pregnant. The pregnancy won't work. But if you say that, like you, Rabbi Yechonah, that when you're miyabim, the five towner, even illegally, is considered a good yibum, a Why is Rachel waiting around? Either the five towner is going to have a viable baby, and it's great, and then they don't need yibum, or Yehuda performed yibum when he wasn't supposed to, but it's a good yibum. Retroactively, we go back and we say, hey, the pregnancy was not viable, and therefore the yibum that he did while she was pregnant is a good yibum, and therefore Rachel could go scot-free. She's in the shidduch market. What's the problem? Let's see. What happened there? Unmute. Here we go. Uh, Shoal Heller wants to go in to the waiting room, so let him in. Okay. Bibia Kulavale Pligile Patra. Kipligi Bachalitza says a baya, and Rava doesn't like it at all. Rava says, What's the difference between Khalitza and Yibo? If one works, the other one works. One doesn't work, doesn't work. How could you differentiate? But Abaya says, No. There's no machlaikis when it comes to be uh, that by Yehuda, 
going against the law and be miyabim her while she's pregnant, it doesn't work. And therefore, if it doesn't work, there's no question. The whole question we had is why can't Rachel the Tsara go get married? Well, she can't get married because nothing worked. There was no Yibamir. In other words, the whole machlaikis that we had up until now is regarding chalitza. If a person performs chalitza while, while the woman is pregnant, and then we find that it's not a good pregnancy, whether or not it worked. But whether or not a beer worked, no, 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 Shaila, it doesn't work. That makes no sense. If it's a good bia, it's a good yibum, then chalitza is a good chalitza. They go hand in hand. I, I, I take this, this beautiful page right over here. I don't know if you can see. This is my, uh, my what is it called? A war scar? Battle scar. Is I was on the plane and a whole cup of water spilled on my Gemara and it's the only thing that happened. This one daf. It's okay. I'm very, very mocked not to have any... My Gemaras are always perfect, no corners. This is my bad. Okay, fine. It happens. I wasn't using an art scroll. I wasn't using this. I was using this one right here. Ah, and I wrote on top over here that it, a whole cup of water spilled. So if anybody ever uses this, they'll know what happened. Fine. Says the Gemara. There's no the whole machlo. Says Rava. Manav shach. Ibi is mubeish mubeish. Oh, we're tap taf lam involved now. The kol oil liyibum oil chalitza. If a woman is available for yibum, she's available for chalitza. The chal shein oil liyibum meinel chalitza. Should we stop here? Let's stop over here so we have something to do tomorrow. Rabbi Sai. Have a wonderful day. Bring your friends tomorrow. Baruch Hashem. It's getting bigger and better.